Greetings, friends, and welcome to this week's audio musing. My name is Darian Duckworth, and I am so glad you're here. For nearly a decade now, I have found great joy in writing mostly weekly blog posts on all the good things God is revealing in our world today. This weekly podcast is simply a reading of that post, an audio version of the written musing. I currently serve as a United Methodist pastor in Mississippi and hold a doctorate in end-of-life care. My ministerial passion is companioning individuals and congregations in grief, death, and dying. The views expressed are mine alone and not those of my employer or denomination. My hope is that this somewhat weekly reflection will give you permission to pause and reflect on God's goodness for a few minutes, to hear His voice, and perhaps see Him at work in a new way. Let's jump right in to this week's post. Four years later, September 29th, 2021. Looking back is not my favorite pastime. After all, the Apostle Paul told us to forget what is behind. Jesus himself said not to look back once your hand was on the plow. And let's not forget Lot's wife. Looking back got her in the saltiest mess of them all. Scripture also commands us over and over to remember. So how are we supposed to remember without looking back? I can't help but think the difference lies in what we are remembering or looking back on. I also think a key is in how we look back. The late great spiritual writer Oswald Chambers reflected often on the past in his writings that posthumously became the beloved devotional, My Utmost for His Highest. I think that these two key sentences I'm about to share with you hold a lot of power for us in relating to the past. The first one comes from the devotional set aside for December the 31st, and it reads as this, Let the past rest, but let it rest in the sweet embrace of Christ. The second quotation is from the devotional assigned to April the 3rd, and it reads as the following, Never be afraid when God brings back your past. So hear those again. Let the past rest, but let it rest in the sweet embrace of Christ. Never be afraid when God brings back your past. Remembering well happens when we commit our past to the Lord. In turning the past over to Jesus, we can trust that he will help us to avoid looking back unhealthily while also remembering what matters. For the past couple of weeks, I've been remembering an event that I really don't want to look back on too closely. Four years ago this week, my dog and I were attacked by a pit bull on our morning walk. I wrote about it in two different places. If you want to read those, the links are in the show notes. The remembering began when I was recently cleaning out books and a card fell out of a book. And it was a note from a church member. It was sent a few days after the attack and was safely tucked away in a book that I must have been reading at the time. The note was short in length and rich in support. She was so sorry for what had happened. She named how scared I must have been. She expressed gratitude that we were okay. She said how much she and her husband appreciated me. She said to reach out if I needed anything. Four years later, I don't look back on the events of that day. Instead, I remember what a good and godly response to that day looks like. 
when someone is going through a difficult experience, how might we best respond to the person instead of reacting to the circumstances? Perhaps a note of concern hidden in a bookshelf is the wisdom we need right now. Concern for another's well-being, acknowledgement of the grief and fear, expression of gratitude for God's grace, affirmation of who I was, an invitation to receive love, strength, and care. I am happy to leave this piece of my past in the embrace of Jesus with no looking back. What I want to remember from this piece of my past is how to offer the embrace of Jesus to another. How might you respond to someone hurting or grieving now? And if you are the one hurting or grieving, will you receive his love and support from another? Thank you so much for listening to God with me today. To read today's and other musings, learn about Christian yoga, find resources on grief and hope, and much more, visit my website, www.darianduckworth.com. A link is in the show notes, along with a song selection to accompany the music. This week's music recommendation is a brand new song on Bethel Music's latest live album. The title of the song is Son of Suffering, and it is led by David Funk of Bethel Music, and there's a special appearance by Matt Redman. As you know, I and my dog Isaac both love the music of Matt Redman, and this newest song from him and from David does not disappoint. I encourage you to watch the video that has the lyrics uh, on the screen as the song plays because it is the wor- uh, the words are just so powerful about the blood of Jesus, about the stripes on Jesus' back, about the crucifixion and the suffering that he went through, and especially uh, when we are working with those who are suffering. Um, there is no better place for us to go, uh, no more pl- better place of healing than the cross, and the song takes us there. I hope it ministers to you as much as it did to me. Speaking of music, a special thanks to Julius H. at Pixabay for the lovely music we are able to use on the podcast. You can listen to Julius's original compositions at the link in the show notes. I look forward to visiting with you again next week. And until then, all good things to each of you.